Welcome to the Prepped and Polished Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to take control of your education. Featuring weekly interviews with influencers in the world of education, as well as tutoring tips, lessons, and updates. Hi, everyone. This is Terry Carroll of Prepped and Polished, a tutoring and test prep firm that provides in-person and online tutoring for the SAT, ACT, grad school tests, private school tests, and academic subjects, such as math, science, English, languages, and study skills coaching. For more information, please check out preppedandpolished.com. Our tutoring tips series continues right now with an ACT crash course. Get to know the Prepped and Polished community. You can find us on Facebook at Prepped and Polished, as well as on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Prepped and Polished. Remember, if you have any questions or comments about the episode, feel free to email us at any time, radio at preppedandpolished.com. We love hearing from you. So let's get right to it. ACT Crash Course. So the ACT is right around the corner. You know, it might be a week away or a month away, and you haven't really started to prep yet. Well, the last thing you want to do is panic or cram because that won't really improve your performance. You know, it's interesting that the ACT is a curriculum-based achievement test, and it measures skills and knowledge already gained from topics covered in high school study, English, math, reading, science, and writing. So this is exactly what the ACT is testing you on. Let's start with tip number one. Practice test makes perfect. Of course, as with anything, the best way to anticipate what it will be like to take the ACT is to take a sample of it, take a sample version, and this way you can find out ahead of time what you'll be expected to know or to do, and then you can use that information to your advantage. So what are some ways that students can practice? Well, one good way is to buy a copy of the Real ACT Prep Guide. It has five practice tests in it, and uh, it's great to take the timed practice tests Try to take as many as you can, but at least one. And one great method is to take a test on a Saturday morning, get up bright and early and take the test at nine in the morning as a dress rehearsal to get used to getting your brain in working order, you know, on a weekend morning. Then a student can score and review each test and determine your strengths and weaknesses. It it really will be evident where your strengths are and where you really need to brush up a little bit. It's helpful if a student can memorize the format of the test and also, you know, begin to be familiar with pacing strategies so that, you know, can finish on time. (laughs) Tip number two is to memorize the format. The format of the ACT is always the same, and that can be very comforting because you know what to expect. First is always the English test, and the English test has 75 questions. They're kind of evenly divided up between punctuation, grammar, and usage, and sentence structure questions. That's called usage mechanics. And rhetorical skills questions, which are strategy, organization, and style. The math test is really broken into a lot of different areas, pre-algebra, elementary algebra, there's intermediate algebra and coordinate geometry. There's plain geometry, 
some students are, uh, are a little bit nervous about trig on the test, but there's really only four questions. Um, there could be a statistical problem thrown in as well. Um, there's some enhancements to the ACT, and this is one early one that could appear on the test. The reading test has four passages, and they're always in the same order. Again, knowing the format is really helpful. They're prose fiction, humanities, social studies, and natural sciences, and each passage has 10 questions. Usually the passages are very interesting. I find that they're kind of enjoyable reading. Sometimes it's good for students to sort of, as they practice, see which passage is their favorite type, and then that one they can do first. It helps to feel confident doing that one first on the test. That's why it's helpful to know the format. The science test can be somewhat tricky. Uh, there's three data representations. Those are chart-based, and those are typically easier. There's some research summaries, two to three research summaries, and there's a conflicting viewpoints passage. That is usually two experiments, and you have to analyze conflicting data. Those can be somewhat difficult, and there's five to seven questions per passage. And then last but not least is the essay. So that's kind of a look at, you know, the format of the test. Now that the test is pretty close, it's good for students to have a pacing game plan. And I always kind of jokingly refer to that as heed your speed. It's good to have a pacing game plan because uh, you can really get bogged down in some of the sections. For example, the English reading and science tests really have a lot of text. And so students really have to practice pacing, especially on these sections, or else a student can spend too much time on one passage. And um, similarly, a student shouldn't spend too much time puzzling over one answer to a math problem on the math test. You know, I think it's great to have an idea of how many questions there are on each section so you can plan a pacing strategy. The English has 75 questions that have to be completed in 45 minutes. Basically, there's five passages with 15 questions per passage. So, you know, I tell students that if they spend about nine minutes on each passage and its questions, that, that seems to work well. The math has 60 questions in 60 minutes, and they go from easy to hard, so that's pretty easy to figure out about one minute per problem. Reading, again, like I said, can be difficult. A student can get bogged down in a passage. There's four passages with 10 questions each, and the questions aren't in any order of difficulty. It's really chronological. The questions kind of follow along with the passage. And a good rule of thumb, you know, is about eight and a half minutes per passage. Science is the one that students always, you know, ask me how to pace themselves. You really have to work quickly. There's seven test units, and you have to spend about five minutes per unit with accompanying questions, so you do have to work quickly. Now, the essay, a student has 30 minutes. I recommend two and a half pages, at least two pages. And a big time saver for the essay is to plan the essay ahead of time. You know, a lot of students are afraid to take a few minutes and write a brief outline, thinking that this will cut into their their writing time. But I've seen over and over again that taking a couple minutes to make a brief outline 
really, really makes a difference and actually saves time. Tip number four to help students as the ACT gets closer and closer is to focus on strategies. You know, if, a, if, if you're down to the wire, if a student's down to the wire with preparing for the ACT and there's not much time to study content, then I think strategies are really where it's at. I would say strategies for pacing and eliminating incorrect answer choices are really key. The Real ACT Prep Guide is also a great source of information. It has strategies for each test section. You know, strategies that are very simple can boost a student's score. I've seen this over and over. For example, I had a student who wanted to boost his score just a couple of points. He had sort of hit the wall, and I had suggested that he read more actively. But he was reluctant to do that. Uh, he just, again, he thought it would take up time, and he thought he could just read the questions and figure out the answers. But finally, he did try reading more actively, writing notes in the margin, underlining line references, not only for the reading portion, but for science. And sure enough, his score went up his desired number of points to get into his school of choice. Also, you know, an, another easy strategy is to answer the easy math questions first and then come back later and answer the more difficult ones. You don't get more points for answering harder questions, so that's another good strategy that I would recommend. All these strategies work like a charm. Of course, the most important strategy on the ACT is that there's no penalty for guessing. This is really a benefit for students because students don't lose points for wrong answers. So after eliminating as many incorrect answer choices as possible, then a student can take his or her best guess. Definitely, a student wouldn't want to leave any questions blank. And statistics have shown that, you know, with guessing, you can certainly get more answers correct if you don't know the answer, if you don't have a clue. You know, all these tips are great, but one thing I, I like to stress is for students to relax. Having a lot of anxiety and being nervous doesn't help with having a good score. They don't go together. So I have a few recommendations that certainly have helped my students. Uh, anytime a student feels stressed, really anyone can use this, even during a test or any time for that matter. Try this simple exercise that triggers the relaxation response. This was actually researched at Yale, and it really works. If you follow these steps. First, you breathe through your nose, becoming aware of your breath to about a count of four. You're inhaling. Then, step two, you relax your shoulders and face. Number three, you allow your exhale to be longer than your inhale. I usually do it to a count of seven. Then you drop your shoulders and head and smile, and then bring your head back up, and then repeat, and notice how you feel. You know, the smile is real. It sound, may sound silly, but that really does help to trigger the relaxation response. And students of mine have tried this and said it really works. Another way to relax, especially if a student hits a snag during the test, is to take a brief time out, maybe 20 to 30 seconds, 
and take slow, deep breaths and relax. And then visualize, the student should visualize himself or herself confidently resuming work on the test, turning in a completed test, and leaving the room with the feeling that he or she has done the best work, and then resume the test. And of course, it's always important that you know a student should take care of him or herself and eat right and get enough sleep. And then um, the ACT really will take care of itself. Well, this wraps up our show, episode 49, on ACT Crash Course. Thank you for joining us on the Prepped and Polished podcast. Now go out there and take control of your education. You've been listening to the Prepped and Polished podcast. For more information, check out PreppedandPolished.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Class dismissed. <laughs>